You're listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 389 of Frankie Boy Radio. Tonight we have another installment of Dr. Electro for you. I'm your host, Josh Urban. Pull up a chair. We got stories on a beautiful spring evening. We got the telescope outside cooling to catch a few photons. And uh, I just heard a barred owl hooting. That's my impression. Relatively close. Are you ready? Are you ready? Previously on Dr. Electro, inside the lair, Pierre is seized by an unknown hand. Meanwhile, Electro is sent to disable a critical power supply while Oscar and the old one get ready to bag some more evil orphans. This is Dr. Electro, episode XXIX. Surprise meetings. Before Pierre could fire a shot, a hand clapped over his mouth. Quiet, my good chap, hissed a distinctly British voice. Oh, the indignity. Get off me, you lout. I smell the fish and chips. Pierre was more bruised in ego than in body, feeling most out of sorts amongst the crazy Americans and now the startling Brits. Adding to the Frenchman's huff, was the fact that his group had apparently not noticed his swift disappearance. Electro's band, on their way to find the vital link of power Oscar had sent them to disable, had observed the jumper cable boys from the shadows. Thinking them a possible enemy, Rutherford had intervened. Who are you, my good fellow? He queried. Got us page down. Who are you, my good fellow? He queried. Pierre glared. What is it to you? It could be much, my dear chap, was the reply. After several minutes of verbal jousting in an international contest of male egos, it was ascertained that Pierre, snobbish as he was, was an ally. They set off. Pace redoubled. The Frenchman wouldn't admit it, but he was gladdened to be with this new group. They seemed delightfully odd, and the unexpected is often the birthplace of things one might need. Down the hall, Cassandra and the jumper cable boys rounded the corner, and there he was. He looked smaller than imagination, yet dreadfully clear in reality. The evil Professor Waverly stood at the controls of a great machine, the metal grate of the high room throbbing with the sickening hum of electricity. Ozone, trembled in strength, bit the flared nostrils of the boys. What's this? Waverly hissed venomously. Guard orphans leapt to their feet, mortified, and rushed the boys. This was unwise as the burly men knocked half a dozen flying with a lash of their namesake cables. Wait! Waverly hissed. And time seemed to freeze. I'm always hitting the wrong buttons. Why won't this display on the same page? Mm. Tell you what. And time seemed to freeze. Well, well, well. So we have some intruders, have we? What's all the fuss, gentlemen? And lady, you pig! Cassandra shot back. Waverly's eye twitched, and his hair seemed to tremble with tension and ecstatic electricity. Oh, yes, pardon my manners. <laughs> he laughed, a bitter stretched ghost of a laugh, jarring as condescending applause. With a snap of his fingers, the trapdoor opened 
under Cassandra's bold red boots, and she plummeted out of sight with a shriek. Now, as I was saying, gentlemen, what seems to be the trouble? To be continued. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night. <laughs>